gist of it. All right, no, but like the fan, it was so much fun being there. I was, uh, I always sit like behind the goal near like the bar, like opposite side of the ultras. And then the big drums always next to me. And I swear the people by the big drum are always like louder yeah. than the ultras. And they always do like Bay Area, stand up and let's be heard. No more sitting in the shadows. We're known for our winning ways and not being the best. That just ain't for us. We're loud, we're proud, and we're unapologetic about it. So even when times are looking as dark as the black and blue we wear on our crest, we tell them that Goonies never say die. And when we're done shaking things up on the pitch, there's another shake coming. This is something that's been created by the people for the people. This is everything and anything San Jose Earthquakes related. This is Aftershock. Vamos San Jose. Think of the Ibo injury do you think that should have been a red like from the tv because i i saw it later on my like phone yeah it's it's always tricky when you come over the back of someone um i don't know i mean probably a yellow honestly for me yeah so in in the stadium they like never show replays but they like i I know no no no. they decided to show the replay for this um when i watched it live i knew it was bad immediately just because uh jaybo like went down he was grabbing his head and like squirming and then Mm -hmm. i mean like abubakar is like massive yeah um again i'm behind the goal and that was at the halfway line so i didn't have the best view but yeah i thought yellow was fine when i watched it back it's tough because he kind of leads in and he's going into the back of him and he only gets the back of him and like it kind of looked like he was already bracing just to like realizing he wasn't going to get the header and he was just going to hit him so like if it was the other way around i would have been really mad if we got a red card for that but like i yeah. understood it i don't know i think that sort of play happens all the time though and yeah he, no, I, no i think a yellow was fine like that's what i'm saying like i think it would have been hard, a harsh red yeah i think it's just unlucky that he got injured from it honestly i mean that yeah. sort of play happens a lot throughout the game but, I mean, it was really unfortunate. It was, what, in, like, the first minute and a half? Yeah, around 2.30. But yeah. we're going to be without J-Bo for a few weeks because he has history of concussions. Yeah. So I can't imagine that this was just something light. Um, I'm curious because whenever you're at, like, Earthquakes games, like, even when we're losing, like, they're just, like, so much more fun. And, like, yeah. obviously, like, you don't get the same perspective of the game, especially where I'm standing, like, behind the goal. I don't get to actually, like – analyze it as much and i didn't have time to like watch it back uh i just watched some highlights how do you feel we performed in the game like do you feel like it was 50 50 they were outperforming us we did well like what what was your perspective of it from seeing it from the tv i think the first half it was pretty balanced honestly Um, but then the second half they definitely started out playing us in my opinion aside from the last like five minutes after they scored when we just kind of threw everything we had at them i thought that in the second half they had that crafty, really quick guy, Barrios, Barrios. That guy destroyed us. And um, I, I don't know. It just was really difficult just marking the dribble against them. They got a couple good flicks here and there, but I don't know. I mean, what did you think? What did you think from where you were? Um, so, I mean, we're never a possession team, but uh, me and my friends that I went with, we were all saying, like, yeah, we don't have possession, but we're playing good, like, soccer right now. Like, we're playing fun, explosive. Like, we're just playing our style. We're going um, – like you said, I think first half was very 50-50. Uh, if yeah. anything, maybe we had more chance. There weren't really any chances in the first half, but we had yeah. better ones. Second half, um, I think it was a different type of 
where in the first half, it just like both ends the whole game, like both sides were even versus the second half, which was like, okay, Colorado would have 10 minutes of dominance. We would have five minutes of dominance. They would have three minutes. Like it would just go back and forth on the like dominating side. And then yeah. unfortunately they made that sub. And uh, not only was it like the 89th, 90th minute. Yeah. Uh, I was standing, or whatever. Well, I was, I was standing right behind the goal and it was crazy because it was the sub they got subbed on. And uh, they obviously water pitches like professional pitches if uh, you guys don't know, because it makes the ball travel faster and players like that. However, we really watered that pitch at half and I'm not trying to make excuses, but you, we all saw very clearly like everyone who was around me uh, when the guy was breaking through Jutson goes to make the first challenge and then slips. So he doesn't reach the guy. He falls short of it. Then Nathan comes along and then his back foot slips. So he overdoes the challenge. And then JT started to cheat near the right post to force him left. And then he leaves left early and his left foot slips. So he like falls on his knee and he can't make the full dive. So three play the, our last three players all slipped before. And again, can't use that as an excuse. Obviously like both teams had to deal with the same weather. I'm not saying that's the reason it happened, but it was also really unfortunate. That's how we lose our unbeaten streak. So that's how I viewed the goal. I don't know how you saw it on TV. Um, on TV. I mean, obviously, Watering the pitches is something that's maybe more visible from where you were, mm -hmm. but on the TV, um, it just looked like Nathan lost the challenge. Obviously, mm -hmm. he got turned a little flick, right? And then Judson and um, Alani's couldn't get over in time, and then it was just a good finish. I, I think yeah, JT. He, I don't think JT had a chance, right? Once you get yeah. once you got in that spot, I don't think you could blame him. Oh, absolutely. But, but Nathan and um, Jutes and I thought they could have done a little bit better. Obviously, it's a little unlucky with the slipping, but you know they were dealing with that too. That's the counter argument. That, that is my yeah. I completely agree. Like, unfortunate that they slipped and they were and they had to deal with it probably a little bit worse. I guess just the way they were running. But like you said, both teams are dealing with it, so you can't use it as an excuse. Yeah. Um, this kind of brings me to my next point, and this was kind of something I was just like hearing murmurs around the stadium, at least where I was standing. Uh, how do you feel about Almeida during the game and his choices? Honestly, I didn't really get to pay too much attention to Almeida. I was just focusing on the run of play, not really Almeida. But he subbed on Fiero right towards the end, and that that hurt my brain because then Fiero <laughs> managed, managed to clear the ball on a rebound that he had a chance to put in. Um, and then Marie came in later as well. But then he moved Jutson to right back too. He played like a right center back. I don't know. It felt a little strange. It definitely felt like he was switching things up, but I thought Marie came in and he did well. I don't know. What, what were you referring to? Um, so I feel the starting lineup and how we played, people weren't really talking much. And one thing I noticed, um, at least this is what I was viewing from the pitch, and I really appreciate Almeida for this. It looked like we started with a 4-2-3-1, and then somewhere in the game, we kind of, like in the first half-ish, we switched to a three-back. Um, I wasn't sure on the exact formation, but it, it looked like a three back again. And I like yeah. that Almeida is making those changes and I like those mid game changes. I thought those were good. Um, and I think in a game like this where both their strikers were like five foot flat, it's fine putting Judson at center back or right back. It's it's the subs that were kind of questionable for me at yeah. times. Um, I didn't like the starting lineup per se, uh, but that I can't really. I don't see the training every week, so I can't complain as much of that. I just want to see Cal starting. I think Cal deserves to be starting. He's our all-star. Yeah. He changes the game for us. 
Yeah, it, it's a shame he missed that one chance. He could have. I was, it. uh, yeah, no, he that was on my side when he did that, yeah. and it. I'm sure it looked worse on TV, but like, he just hooked the, it. The angle he hit it at, like he would have just had to hit it like a second quicker, but the ball was going so fast in front of him, like he was already at full speed. So it was like the angle was so narrow to score, like it it would have been pretty, especially on his right foot, it would have been pretty spectacular. Yeah, once once you get that close to the keeper, once the space closes down, you got to really be accurate or you just kind of chip the keeper. Yeah, because, or, yeah. I mean, he's got to shoot with his left foot, like open his hips and shoot with his left foot. But realistically, like he's going, like already running forward. So he's not going to have time to do that. So. Yeah, I think he needs to compose himself a little bit before he um, takes the shot. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree. He definitely brings another aspect, another dimension to the game. Yeah, and I like I would have loved to see him and Jabo together because I feel like they connect well. And I like I trophies, but I don't think he's a good winger. Like I think he's better when he's more central. I um, completely agree. I think Ramadi and Jutsen, they were at least in the stadium, they were really fun to watch. They were pressing, they were forcing, they were doing what they do. Uh Yule, Yule I was swear. Yule, Yule was rough. I saw him make one really good forward pass, but like uh, every I want him off set pieces. He's just not doing well on set pieces. Um, and then he just wasn't really noticeable for us. And then it looked like he was panicking when he get the ball and like he had to kind of like run. It just, the confidence isn't there anymore. It, lo- it looks like he's a little bit shot for confidence. Yeah. Um, I love that he brought Espinosa on at half for Lucia. I love that. Great idea. Yeah. Um, looking to win the game. Uh, really love, obviously Espinosa, we want on the pitch. I feel like he impacted immediately. Feel like, yeah, be the game changing. When, when you're, when you're going for the game or you're down, and you're in the stadium and you can kind of feel the energy sucked out and like you, you need a spark of energy. <laughs> Seeing Cal come off the pitch and Fierro come on, I, I swear I heard the whole stadium go, oh, <laughs> like it know. was unbelievable. So true. I liked, oh God, okay, I, I understood Wando coming on. I, yeah. I didn't want him coming on that soon. I don't want him coming on an attacking midfielder. Oh my um, god, it was so frustrating watching him. It, it and it just changes. It just it doesn't bring an explosive dynamic to the game when you put him at striker versus like when you put Cal or Jabo up there or Espinoza. Like they add some explosivity. You just don't get that with Wando. Um, I I liked Rios. I thought Rios did some really good hold up play for us, and he was winning us fouls, and he was doing well of like delaying yeah. like them from crossing. So I thought Rios was a good sub um i'm trying to think who the other ones were marie came on and he was in some good spaces but he wasn't really getting played at that point i didn't yeah think, i thought taking off tanner beeson was a poor decision um yeah I, agree. I don't know if he's i don't know if he's dealing with an injury or fitness but he usually seems to or maybe it's because he gets put at left back and he does a little bit more running, but he always seems to be the one to fall out of the three center backs yeah so that i, I would i'd be curious to know why he's the one that constantly gets subbed off Maybe it was just Almeida's preferences, but I, I really didn't like that either. It was just – it was the final moment substitutions from Almeida that I didn't like. The rest, I think he got right. I like that he's trying to change formations during the game, and then obviously the injuries wasn't great. I didn't get to see my boy Tommy Thompson. He was warming up the whole game. Uh, yeah. But that would have been – I don't know. It would have been cool to see something fresh that isn't Piero. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we, we can just circle back to what we've mentioned before. I mean – we have other young players that we could bring off onto the, off the bench, onto the pitch, you know, players like Haji and I don't know if Benji's still out. I don't remember seeing him, but I mean, either way, we do have players that we can bring on and 
it, it's it's frustrating seeing Fiero and Wando every time. I don't and know. One thing with Cal is I I don't like him when he's like in a left mid or left like wing position, if you know what I mean, like where he's kind of like not on the bat, like on top of the like attacking. I, I like him as a forward. Like it doesn't have to be striker. Like I, I prefer him out wide, but I want him up. I want him against the back line when he's got to do all the tracking back or starts from a deeper position. I just feel like he's not as effective for us. So that's another thing I'd like to see change for the next couple of games. Like just yeah, it's tough because that's just how Almeida wants his wide players to play. Mm-hmm. You know, he likes them trafficking back. You know, Espinosa does a lot of work down that right hand side, and so I think he kind of expects the same with Cowell. But I agree, he's he's good when he's on the shoulder of the defense and. Um, because he brings that threat in behind. However, he also, in the last couple weeks, or the last couple games, I should say, um, he's had a little bit more success with the ball at his feet, too, checking back and stuff. And so I think that if he can bring both of those dimensions into his game, he can be a lot more dangerous rather than the old cow where we just saw him running in behind every single time, you know? Yeah. I, you know what? I'd like to see I'd like to see us in a 3-4-3 three, and I want the left side to be – the left center back is Beeson. The left mid would be Shea. And then the left winger would be Cal. Like, think of what a nightmare that would be for the right side of, like, any defense. Like, how do you yeah. deal with that? Yeah, no, Shea would be good kind of in that middle position. Yeah, so he doesn't have too hard. much defense and too much offense to deal with. He can kind of negate both to Beeson or Cal, but also just be a supporting role for both. Yeah. That just worries me through the middle, but no, I, I think they would be good to try. I mean, it's basically the same as what we play. I don't know. Yeah. It's just interesting. We'll have to see what Almeida does going forward because I, th- I think you're right. I think he does need to be a little more creative still with his changes and tactics. Mm-hmm. So this game, we were saying it when it was 0-0, we would have loved a goal, but like right before they scored, we said, like uh, my friends and I that were there, we said this deserves to be a tie. Like, it's been pretty even like it, one team would be very, it'd be heartbreaking for either team to get scored on. Of course, 30 seconds later, we get scored on. The problem is we've now dropped a 10th. We're three points behind being like in contention again, but we're still, we're still right there, but there's 12 games left and we don't have an easy schedule. And Almeida said in the post game press conference that like, what does he think? Like the next game has to be a win. Like that was a question. Like does the next game have to be a must win? And he said, I think the rest of these games have to be must wins with the position we're in. And I completely agree with that. I think we've dropped too many points and I don't think this was necessarily not that it obviously it wasn't a good result, but it was a good performance unlucky. But again, we've dropped too many points on silly games earlier in the year. And uh, we had a huge win versus LA galaxy. We didn't really talk about that. And we didn't have an episode for that great performance. Jabo got the great header. Great to see him get on the score sheet, electric performance against a rival. Um, but as far as moving forward, yeah, we just need to go on a run again. Like, and it's the same old story every season. Start off terribly, go on a run, lose a couple games. Final games of the season are all must wins and maybe we make a playoff. So this is the third year in a row we've had to deal with that under Almeida. No, fully agreed. And, you know, it just reminds me of all those games we drew, like five in a row. You know, if we could get a couple three-pointers from those, we'd be in a completely different spot. And... um looking at a different point to the rest of the season. Well, while there's still 12 games left, you're right. It's going to be tough because we're not safe by any means, you know, and anything less than making the playoffs would be a complete failure. We, we can't afford that again. So 
And all our all the people that are close to us have been winning their games recently. The bottom part of the like playoff table has been winning. The only people losing games in the Western Conference recently have been the top half, but they're all like 20 points ahead, so they can afford to lose the rest of the games. Like, Yeah, I saw Seattle lost against... Um, sporting got spanked. Sporting, <laughs> yeah, Sporting got spanked. Seattle I was lost watching that game. game. They, got, they got spanked, yeah. I watched the Seattle game against Portland last weekend. That was a good game, but Portland smacked them. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, it's going to be a dogfight going forward. You know, they've got a really big run of games coming up and they have to execute better. You know, the need to get points. You can't can't expect to be in the playoffs and you barely win games. Right. I think they've won like what, three or four games or something. Yeah, I think the good news is. Obviously, we were a little deflated after getting scored on in the 89th minute, as anyone would be, but we didn't give up. We fought. We fought, we fought. If anything, that we it woke us up. We were explosive for the next couple of yeah. days. And then also, if you look at our schedule, it's not like we're playing every three to five days now. Now we're back to like kind of a weekly basis. We're playing yeah. every Saturday. So we get a week from that. And then we'll play Wednesday, which is a shorter turnaround. But that'll be a home game. Hopefully, we do a little bit better. There's going to be some tough challenges. But the schedule is getting better. And we're having a lot of returning players. Uh, Benji's starting to feel better. Tommy Thompson's back in the warm-ups for the last two or three games. So maybe we get to see him again. So it's good to see all these players coming back so we have some depth. And maybe we don't have to uh, – well, obviously, we might have just lost Jabo, But at least we're getting yeah. more depth, and it's not – we're really running on fumes like we were during that run. Yeah, no, definitely going into this last run of games, you want to try to mitigate against potential injuries. I think it would be good to see some rotation and hopefully take advantage of the depth that we do have and the players coming back. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping Espinosa can start, but I don't want to – I don't want to rely too much on him, and then we miss him during playoffs or miss him during the final three games. So watch it. Yeah, same, same thing with Romedi. We don't want to burn them out too much because they're both essential. That man gets abused. Like, I mean, we see it on TV, but, like, in person, it's a different level. Like, that man gets abused. And well, yeah, it's just the way he plays. You know, yeah, he's yeah, so yeah. stocky. He's so stocky. He protects the ball. He uses his body well. And then he just gets clobbered for it. Oh, I like him, <laughs> Judson, and especially Nathan. The fans at the stadium love those three. Like, yeah. <laughs> my friend, uh, he hadn't seen Nathan before. And he's like, why uh, why do you, why do I keep hearing something about Nathan on, like, the subreddit on, like, Earthquakes Reddit? And, like, what's so special? I'm like, it's, like, the passion is. I'm like, doesn't everything? I'm like, Watch him for five minutes on defense. And then, like, Nathan went in for this big challenge and then just went, yeah. yeah. And then my friend's like, yep, yep, I love him. I love him. <laughs> so it's uh, it's very infectious, like, on TV and in the stadium. No, it makes a huge difference when the players are energetic. It just brings life into the stadium, that's for sure. And Nathan, he, he's definitely filled the gap that Youngworth left of a leadership thing that you mentioned. The thing that you said kept Youngworth in the squad. Um, you said yeah. you love Youngworth for his leadership, <laughs> but you know, obviously, I'm playing. Um, but yeah, no, Nathan comes in and he fills that he fills that role well, and um, especially when Wando's not on the field, and you know, Ewell has the armband or whatever. Shea has the armband. He helps he helps fill that gap. I thought Shea had a good game, uh, at least like live, like he was making runs and he was like going in hard, like live. It looked good. I don't know how it looked on the TV. Yeah, no, overall, Shea just looked – he looked good. And this whole season, he's been pretty solid. You know, he's getting up there. But, I mean, he's getting up there in age. But he's still actually – recently, he has no plans of retiring anytime soon, so. I mean, he probably could. He's, I mean, there's no reason. He's a pure athlete. Yeah, based yeah. off of his performances so far this year, you wouldn't, you wouldn't question that. Mm-hmm. All right, we can go to some fan questions. We haven't done this in a while. So th- these, are, uh, these are from the backlog. 
Uh, we'll start with this one. Minstonian off of Instagram commented, hashtag ask aftershock. What's the best starting 11? Um, Do you want to take this one first? Yeah, I'll go first. I think we'll agree for the most part. I, I think so too. That's why I wanted to see what you say. Yeah, I, I think we're both agreeing. Uh, JT should be starting. Um, what? You don't want Vega? Yeah. <laughs> Matt Bersano with his knee injury. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> uh, I actually like us in the back three more than I do in the four back. If we're in a four back, um, I want Abikasis as the right back. Uh, if it's a three back, I don't want Abikasis. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the left back can either be, if it's a four back, I want the left back to be Lopez and then the two center backs to be Beeson and Nathan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I prefer, I think the three backs are preferred. So we'll go with that. Yeah. I think we look a lot more comfortable when we play in that style. It just yeah. flows better with the, with the players we do have. Right. So for the three back, our three center backs can be the three center backs. Yeah. There's no <laughs> um, argument about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and then I like the pairing of Judson and Romady as the holding midfielders. Um, and then I kind of want to see Shea out wide left. Uh, okay. it could be Lopez though. Uh, if it depends on the game. Yeah, uh, and then outright, out wide right. If it's a three four three, um, ooh, that's it's tough because I'd want Espinosa. You could have Tommy Thompson there. Abikasis like, does a job sometimes, but it's on and off. Uh, you could also change the formation so you could have a third midfielder in that. I kind of like trophies over Yule right now. If I'm going to be completely honest, so I'd rather have trophies there. No, um, I fully agree. And then up top, I want Jabo as the striker. And then if he's not there, Benji, I really like. If anything, like sometimes I think he should start over Jabo just because I haven't seen much of him. And, and like sometimes I think it just adds a dynamic. Cal needs to be our attacking left option, and Espinosa needs to be our attacking right option. I think those are should be guarantees. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree with that lineup. It just and brings Aji up coming off the bench. That would be nice. Yeah, it just brings up the question of, um, you know. I, as these run, uh, sorry, as Ewell keeps producing these performances, I mean, at what point is he, he going to? He, he won't be dropped. He won't be dropped. I know, but it's just. Oh, well, it's for, he won't be dropped for two reasons, maybe three. One, he won't be dropped because Almeida likes to stick with his men, which I appreciate. Two, he has he's an established international player at this point, or at least like youth international, and he's like a big name. He's our, our big name, I should say, like other than Wando. Yeah. Um, and then he's like kind of a co-captain, so that's really going to make it even harder to drop him, like just kind of for the squad mentality and plus how Almeida runs the system. And then three, we don't really know what goes on training. Maybe he's doing great there still. And maybe we're giving him a hard time, but like I think it should be trophies over him right now. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. And then we move on to our final question. And in my opinion, the single-handed greatest question we have ever been asked on this podcast. <laughs> and I, I – I, I don't know if you'll have an answer to it, but uh, I'm very excited for this. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Haley underscore B67 commented, what is your favorite hot ones hot sauce? Haley, this is the greatest question in the history of questions. Jacob, do you have an answer to this? Because I have an answer. Well, here's the thing. You know, size loves to challenge us with these hot wings. Uh, From hot the show, sauces. hot ones. Yeah, the, the show, Sean thing. Evans. Yeah. Anytime you want me, dog, please. Yeah, but I've only really tried the hottest ones because those are the ones that Saz says are the most fun, you know, the painful ones. So 
I'd probably just have to say the bomb because you know <laughs> it just ruins you. And so um, I have the most memories associated with that. It's the most memorable, you know, for the, all the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Saz probably has more of a palate. He's probably tried more of them. So I've what, tried, what? I have tried every single sauce that has been on the show for the last six seasons. And then my friend has a monthly subscription. So I've tried other ones from the company. So yeah, I do have a palate. Uh, this has nothing to do with the earthquakes, but it's a great question. So I don't care. It's my podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, my all-time favorite is uh, Shaquanda. There's multiple variations of it. Like the original, like I think it's like the green curry one. That like any of the Shaquanda ones, but I think that one in particular is my favorite. But yeah, any of the Shaquanda ones. Uh, number two on that list would be any like pretty much any of the um, heartbeat ones. Uh, it's like a brand. They'll come in like a thin bottle and they'll have like a little like like ketchup or mustard top on them though like both of those are zero heat but like oh they just get the flavor perfect so those are those are probably my top my top top ones